So, hello everybody. Today we are going to learn about the Reading 20 of the School and Society book. The Reading 20 is about the school principal. So, as you may know, the school is organized by relevant stakeholders, including school principals who are the leader of the school. The school principal holds an administrative role in the middle between the government, school boards, and the superintendents and teachers, staff, and students. In order to organize the school to be more productive and effective, school principal needs to balance the demands of the internal and external constituencies. In this point, the reading addresses the complications and complex that the school principal faces every day to day life at school. Speaking of which, the complication conditions are ch- the challenges that refer to scarcity of time on interruption, maintenance of order, and safety of paperwork. After hearing the word of scarcity of time, I guess you may think that the time the principals have, some of you may say they don't work on anything at all besides singing, signing or approving some of documents. While others may say they have plenty of times at school. However, in fact, the principal expressed a lot of about anxiety of not having enough time or feel constrained pressure as they try to complete their task. The teachers have designated a responsibility that prevents them from being free to assist, assist the principal in doing organizational jobs. The longest of the duties the principal have to handle in which they have to organize numerous of activities. Moreover, the principal also faces the interruption by the teachers such as when the, the resist that the high rank officials school had complained about something or when the students' parents insist on transferring their child to another class. Not just a work of scope that the principal has to organize, but they also have to maintain order and safety for the students to feel more secure and be motivated to learn. The reading raises an example that if there is any accident occurs in school, the principal shall be the one who is blamed by others for injuries sustained to um, by children. Lastly, the principal also faces challenging arising out of the paperwork as to the scope of their works. They need to have secretaries or assistants they could entrust with much of paperwork or nationwide. Now, after hearing the the complication of the conditions that the principal challenge, now let's move on to another challenge that the principal face, which is the complex task. The complex task, there are some complex tasks that the principal faces, such as the first one is challenge um, at the core. The most frequent responses dealing with difficult tasks focus on the core of the principal's instructional responsibilities, that is, the formal evaluation and supervision of faculties. 
members. Within the light category, we find two central sources of difficulty, the lack of confident principles they have in evaluative procedures they are required to use and resistant teachers show to evaluation and to making whatever changes are proposed by principal. Principals mentioned several problems in evaluating the teachers and using the assessment to make to supervise their work. The process they say is too subjective. The appropriate criteria are not clear and there is not enough time to visit the classroom and make solid judgments. Moreover, another point is about mistakes. The principal um the principal uh faulted themselves primarily in their man managerial decision in employment matters and where they chose to focus on their attention and energy they were too slow to dismiss ineffective teachers they made mistakes in how they organized the work of their subordinates some did not Um, as they see it, do the good job in relating to parents and handling their relationship with the central office. And this is the end of the reading 20. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you very much for paying attention. See you next in the next chapter. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our broadcast. Today, we are going to study about Reading 10, the structure of educational organizations. To begin our exploration of the social context of educational systems, Mr. John Mayer and Brent Rowan present a macro-level interpretation of the school in modern society. Schools serve individual family and societal needs and in many societies they are controlled and by centralized political authorities by preparing youth for positions in the school class and economic stratification systems educational bureaucracies serve the societies in which they are located after hearing about the word educational bureaucracy we you got, you may wonder what it is. The educational bureaucracies is known as the centralization, which is controlled by the state organs or the government. In this chapter, we separate the three main points. The, per, the first one is the growth of corporate schooling. As we know that bureaucratic schooling has not arisen from the need to coordinate and standardize the instruction. For this precisely, educational bureaucracies present themselves not as units serving education, but as organizations that embody the educational purposes in their collective structure. A theory of their emergence and dominance should explain why these bureaucracies assume jurisdiction over educational instruction. The most plausible explanation is that modern schools produced educational for society, not for individuals or families. For that reason, 
education becomes the central agency defining personal both citizen and elite for the modern state and economy. Since World War II, the trend toward corporate control of education has intensified, as a nation states have consolidated their control over a growing number of elements of social life, they have established educational systems incorporate citizens into political, economic, and so status of the society. This incorporation is managed by a large public bureaucracy that uniformly extends its standardization and authority through all locals. Moving on to the second part, we are talking about the organizational management of standardized classifications. Now let's see how the schools serve the needs of the political and corporate sectors of society. The first one is about the political. Actually, schools follow or carry out political agenda of the state. For example, Every school in Cambodia follows the same curriculum, which is organized by the government organ, uh, the Ministry of Youth and Education. So if the school does not follow the ministry, the school will be disqualified or has to change the name. The second example would be the exams are shaped or designed by the state. For example, exams are subjected to manipulation such as mark, control, and design. And the last point is about the administrator leaderships are designed by the ministry. For instance, the school's principals and teachers. And for the second point is the corporate sector. Schools shape students' skills and knowledge to meet the corporate sector's demands. In addition, if the corporate or firm complains about the lack of leadership skills, the school will add, the, add team psychology as a subject for students. And the last point of today's lesson is focusing on the avoidance of evaluation and inspection. We have explained school why schools attend to ritual classifications, but we have not explained why they don't, don't attend to instruction. There are two ways of that instructional activities can be controlled in modern education bureaucracies. Firstly, many of the properties of educational identities may be certified in terms of examinations. Second, many ritual classifications involve a recognition of educational activity and some school systems organize an inspection system to make sure that these implications are carried through. Thus, two basic kinds of instructional controls are available to educational organizations, the certification of the status by testing and inspection of the instructional activity to ensure conformity to the rules. To conclude the lesson of today's is that with the growth of corporate society, especially the growth of nation states, education comes into exchange with the society. Schooling, the bureaucratic standardization of the ritual classifications, 
emerges and becomes the dominant form of educational organizations. Thus, schools become organized in the relation to these ritual categories in order to gain support and legitimacies. That all, that's all for today's lesson. Thank you for paying attention. Bye-bye! While education in general has long been considered the great equalizer, higher education in particular has been considered as an avenue for social mobility and the pathway to a, a middle class life. Nearly 90% of high school graduates say they will seek a bachelor's degree according to a 2004 national survey but only 28% of the community college students who want to earn a BA will actually get one. Studies further show that attending college has little impact on students earnings unless they obtain a credential but most students fail to get any credential at all so they leave the community college in debt and with job prospects that are no better than those who simply graduated from high school. However, a BA is not the only road to do a good job. With soaring college costs and high dropout rates, some argue that college students seeking job preparation would be better off spending their time and money elsewhere. That elsewhere could actually be inside our colleges. Community college offers short-term certificates and associate degree that prepare students for specific occupations. These assume that a 4BA only valuable goal, they have what we call BA blinders. In order to understand what young workers value about their jobs and the value of different college credentials, we examine in this chapter a national survey of the young adults and the interviewed 48 occupational faculty and 65 students in a community's colleges. Although labor markets don't work unless the students can match the jobs with their own qualifications, occupational programs can facilitate that students' choices are organizationally produced. Occupational programs shape their markets by helping students discover job options and reward they were unaware of as well as qualifications, interest, and the abilities they have never experienced along with the new professional role competencies. This conclude that occupational programs are not necessarily better than other community college programs, but they provide a valuable alternative to one size with all view of college, and one of those is more than high earnings. Actually, occupational programs prevent students from seeking higher degrees that add interim credentials that yield quick job payouts. 
on the way to higher degrees. Similarly, occupational programs can be route to good jobs. Certificate and associate degree graduates in some fields enjoy significantly higher earnings than high school graduates. Although their average earnings are less than BA degree holders, nearly one quarter of the certificate graduates earn more than the typical bachelor's degrees graduate. The second point is students' qualification. Community college offer training in college-level academic skills so that the students can evaluate transfer to BA programs. Next, discovering interests and the abilities. While colleagues expect students to choose programs based on prior interests and abilities, occupational programs help students to discover a new interest and abilities. In phlebotomy class, students learn to make blood in a rubber arm, then they practice on one another. As they become confident, a teacher reported that they become like little vampires and they bring friends and families members to class proudly showing off their new skills. Occupational choice has always been difficult and rapid labor market changes pose even greater challenges today. But policymakers are thinking to narrowly about college degrees. The college graduates believe that they know what colleges and what good jobs are and what qualifications are needed. Although half of their labor market consists of mid-skill jobs, LBA blinders prevent us from seeing post-secondary options and jobs that do not require bachelor degrees. This is the taking of BA blinders. This is the end of the chapter 9, Higher Education. Thank you for paying attention.